Episode 33 of the V Dot and Friends Podcast. This is DJ V Dot, aka your auntie's favorite DJ, aka your granny's favorite referral coordinator, aka the lead singer of the group, aka the late night plumber, aka any Omega. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at V Dot underscore the underscore DJ. DJV.757. Twitter and Instagram is V D O T underscore D underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJV.757. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Podcast.co, or even on the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app at Apple Play or App Store or Google Play. Search for that V dot and friends. Uh, you can actually leave messages with the anchor app. Leave your hot takes. We'll put them on the show one week. Waiting to have that actually happen, but uh, we'll keep it moving. This week it is a watch along. Uh, we will get a little bit of wrestling news beforehand, but watch along episode of ECW Hardcore TV, episode 216. We'll be firing up that good old WWE network, that good 999 for the time being. Heard they uh, might be raising that price. And I'm still not gonna cancel. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, we're gonna have the wrestling news come up. And then after the wrestling news, we'll go ahead and jump into hardcore TV. Let's go. So let's go ahead and get into this wrestling news. We'll start with uh, AEW. AEW's uh, double and nothing pay-per-view will be May 25th, which is uh, a little bit under three weeks. It's Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, Initially sold out within, what, 15 minutes? Well, yesterday I was on Groupon, and... Different things came up. I started to look at random events. And you can get all elite wrestling tickets right now on Groupon. There's a deal, I think, $70 for two tickets. There's $70 a piece. Either way, it's a good look. Go on Ticketmaster. Pretty much everything is in blue as being available for seating. Kind of grinds my gears. It's kind of the same thing that happened with something in the water. Everybody bought the tickets with the sole purpose of selling them. And that kind of ruins it for all the people that actually wanted to go to these events. Now they got to go and spend extra money just to be a part of something that they think or they feel is special. Me personally, I think that's real whack. But to each his own, you know what I'm saying? So speaking of All Elite, Chris Jericho actually popped up uh, in New Japan and challenged Kazutsuka Okada uh, June 9th at Dominion for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 
think we're going to definitely get a good match out of that. Uh, Chris Jericho has been performing at a high level. Uh, the highest level, in my opinion, of his whole career. And I'm excited to see what him and the Rainmaker is going to do. Chris Jericho's dubbed a new nickname, his uh, a.k.a. the Painmaker. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm excited for the match that's coming up June 9th. Make sure you check that out on NewJapanWorld.com. All right, what else do we have? Uh, Saudi Arabia show is going to be June 9th, I believe. And they have uh, said superstars that will be attending or appearing at the event will be Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, and Bill Goldberg. (coughs) (coughs) I don't know, is it just me or is, is Saudi Arabia like maybe 10 years behind uh, the rest of the world when it comes to wrestling. I know they do have uh, one dude that's in NXT that they uh, actually found last year uh, when they did the Crown Jewel. The Yeah, was it the Crown Jewel? No, it was the Greatest Royal Rumble. And I think his name was like Mansoor or Mansoor or something like that. But um, during his little talks on NXT, he was saying that pretty much the only way he could watch wrestling or any knew, even knew about wrestling in Saudi Arabia was uh, video games. So they probably were playing with the Sega Genesis, and, you know, you had the Royal Rumbles. That's why they initially asked for Yokozuna uh, at the first event. Little did they know that uh, Yokozuna wasn't with us anymore. So they got the next best thing. (laughs) Um, Still haven't heard anything new about Sasha Banks. I think the last new news I've heard was she changed her hair color. So I'm glad she's enjoying this time off to reflect, see exactly what she wants to do with her career. Speaking of people's career, uh, my guy, the 24-year-old piece of gold, Leo Rush, is reportedly have some uh, serious heat within WWE for numerous reasons. Uh, one reason would be the first story I saw that came out was um, Finn Balor had came up to him in the locker room um, saying that Maybe Vince McMahon wouldn't like that his wife is back there doing rehearsals. And he, according to this report, Leo Rush kind of blew Finn Balor off. Um, that's one story I don't really believe. Granted, Leo does come off as a very confident individual, and you should. If you feel that you're the best in the position, you should be able to show that you're the best in your position. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have no problem with that. Um they gave, they also said that uh, when they were on the European tour, he refused to grab anybody's bags. And he all these rumors were addressed when uh, Leo Rush actually reached out to Fightful.com, who originally started putting these stories up, um, said pretty much they're all lies. Um, he did mention that it's possibly somebody he had uh, some issues with in Ring of Honor back in 2016 when he was there. Uh, might be putting stuff in somebody's ear now that they're both in the same company in the WWE. Um, I don't know who that could be. I I tried to look at rosters from that year and try to figure it out, which there's a lot of guys that's there. I mean, but I just don't seem like they're the type of guys that actually would do something like that. Um, book legends such as Mark Henry and, and Booker T., uh, both gave their takes on the whole situation. Um, Mark Henry even stated uh, that he tried to help Leo 
and Leo lied to him and didn't tell him what was really going on. Uh, Mark Henry tried to come in as the OG and Leo didn't want to take that uh, advice. So kind of got on the bad side of Mark Henry. Booker T was kind of feeling the same way um, in that situation too. And they say he uh, cl- uh, turned down a contract for five years, $300,000. And he wanted double that. He wanted a six. He wanted a half a million dollars a year, for five years. Which is which is great money, and uh, he did go on fightful saying that the reason he was so disgruntled, if he was even disgruntled, is due to the fact that he's still making that NXT paper while being responsible to take care of main roster issues i.e. room and board, rental cars, still being able to provide for his family. I understand where he's coming from. Um, Just on the fact that just you work hard and uh, you want to have your family live better lives than you do. So when you feel that you're not getting what you think you're worth, Things happen. I can totally relate with that. But um, with all this, they're saying that he might end up back in uh, NXT. Um, so I just wish the best for Leo. Just want him to um, want him to find his way back to the top, man. I wouldn't mind seeing my guy, um, my guys, a as a good guy getting all the love and adulation from the fans. I think he'll actually be very great in that role. He could be this age versions of uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Who knows? Just give him that chance. But that's it with the uh, the wrestling news. If you got some things, if you got some hot takes, make sure you uh, hit me up. Hit me up on Anchor. At, uh, download the Anchor app. Google Play or iTunes. The app store that is. Find Vita and Friends. Leave a message. Let's get these hot takes going. But... Uh, We'll go ahead and end this segment here and then jump into the watch-along portion of this here podcast. All right, so ECW, Hardcore TV, episode 216. Like I said, I'm going to be Dola. I'm going to get my Joey Styles on real quick in honor of ECW. But uh, he actually had Rick Rude on commentating with him uh, for this here episode. So we're going to start this here. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, we start off with Joey Styles in the middle of the ring. Uh, this is actually an episode for a recap of uh, Wrestlepalooza. Wrestlepalooza, I'm sorry, that sounded kind of <laughs> awkward. Wrestlepalooza from uh, 1997. So this is pretty much a highlight episode. That's the thing I liked about ECW. You at least, if you weren't able to catch the whole product, at least their their TV would show you pretty much matches from all of these events. You know what I'm saying? All right, we got the Eliminators uh, being interviewed at the moment. Cronus and Saturn. Uh, Saturn's on the crutches. Now Sat- uh, Saturn actually tore his ACL. His meniscus uh, had an injury to his kneecap and tibia. 
uh, and still fought some matches. Uh, it was expected once he had surgery, he would be out for up to a year. That year took about two months because Saturn would actually end up in WCW September of 1997 um, as a part of Raven's flop. He's probably saying here, I wish they would pay me. He's like, yeah, his Cronus. Yeah, they gave me this belt. All right. <laughs> we got Rude here chilling. Yo, Ravishing Rick Rude. Give me your hot takes on Ravishing Rick Rude at V.Dot underscore the underscore DJ. Or do it on the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app. Look for V.Dot and Friends. Leave uh, leave your hot takes on this episode or any other wrestling news. But we got Joey Styles hyping up everything. I believe the first match we got here is uh, Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. Now this was Raven's... Uh, last match before leaving the company because he was also going to WCW. I believe he got there um, maybe three weeks after this episode aired. All right, we got Joel Gertner with uh, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Bit Dick Dudley. Pause. Gertner's over here explaining how they should just give the Dudleys the belt since the Eliminators are bouncing. Well, not really bouncing, but... Since uh, one is injured. So, just give me the belt, fam. I mean, we are the greatest tag team ever. There's no denying it. Nobody can beat us. You know what? I could be a good mouthpiece for, for a tag team. Listen here, daddy. <coughs> that's my, you know, that's my um, <coughs> my manager. <coughs> if I was a manager. Damn. Mm. <laughs> if I was a manager, I probably, that's how I would start off every every one of my promos. Listen here, daddy. My team here, you got Devon, you got Bubba Ray, you got the big man in the back. I'm not calling him Big Dick, pause. <laughs> but we're here to take over shit. That's, <laughs> that's how we do it. That's definitely how we do it. I wish you would shut up, though. Let's see here. What's some other things that happened in 1997 while this guy with the neck brace and the uh, bow tie and the taco meat on his chest talking? Um, 97. So that means we had... There was a couple of incidents on uh, the big promotions, WWE, during the time. Uh, this was the heat of the Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart beef. You know, there was uh, rumors of Bret cheating on his wife with Sonny, hence the Sunny Days promo. Uh, that actually caused an altercation backstage. Bret had to leave the arena. Shawn could have stayed and performed because he was uh, supposed to be wrestling Brian Pillman that night, rest in peace. Uh, but said he didn't want to work with anyone from the Hart Foundation because he didn't trust him. On the other show, another clique member, Kevin Nash, had got into an altercation with uh, Roddy Piper due to the shitty match that they had performed on Monday Nitro. Um, there was rumors that Kevin Nash, uh, pie face, you know, mushed uh, Piper in the face. You know what I'm saying? Piper went for his knee, his uh, one of, you know, Kevin Nash wasn't one of the best guys with the legs, you feel me? So, Roddy Piper knew exactly what he was doing. But, uh, what's some other things here? I believe um, Medusa was contemplating uh, retiring from wrestling about 97. ECW, USWA, and WWE were all working together. Behind the scenes, people really didn't know that. That was out there. 
yo, this dude is still talking, fam. Like, shut up. I really don't remember this being this long because I remember watching uh, this actual episode here because it was very fuzzy, though, because we had the uh, bunny ears on the TV. So glad the, the analog age of technology is done. But, uh, all right, Raven's jumping into the ring. While we're waiting on him, let's, I guess I'll talk about my week or weeks because I didn't do a podcast last week. Um, I just wanted to give some respect to the Something in the Water Festival hosted by Pharrell Williams. Let me give you a little bit of history on on why I wanted to just let that week breathe while we got the ECW um, intro starting. You know, WWE won't try to pay Rob Zombie no bread because... <laughs> Because this isn't the intro. I don't know if, if you're watching this uh, with the sound on or sound off. If you turn the sound on, this is not the intro to ECW TV. It was that Rob Zombie song. You know how it started? But yeah, WWE ain't trying to pay those rights. I feel you. Keep all that money in house. But um, back to uh, the history of this something in the water festival being what it was. Ooh, Francine baby um we'll take it back to labor day weekend 1989 now beforehand um labor day weekend all the uh the fraternity members and sorority sisters from all the uh historically black colleges would come down to virginia beach for greek fest it'll just be a time you know they're pretty much kicking it you bring your booming systems out you got your your, your fresh gear your British knights, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you you come out with your your Kia Sportage, your rodeos, had the the Jeep with the back out, you know what I mean? Pause. But it was a good time. People come down here. Well, also that came out in uh in 1989. It was a lot of things going on in the world, similar to what's going on now. Call a spade a spade. It's not easy to be black in America. Maybe it's it's easier, but it wasn't as easy in 1989 as it is now. Um, police brutality was at an all-time high. You can check out the NWA on the West Coast. They were saying it in their songs. Uh, Public Enemy put out a song in 1989 called Fight the Power. It also went with uh, the Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing. So that was the song of the summer. I mean, it started off like this. 1989 the number another summer sounds of the funky drummer and the beat is one of the hardest beats in hip-hop history you know what i'm saying so imagine being down the oceanfront or being wherever your spot is in the place that you live the spot where everybody go hang out and you got the the hottest song bumping in your brand new car you looking fly uh well the police department of uh virginia beach weren't too uh too keen or too kind of what was going on during the Greek Fest. So they were down there with extra extra protection, extra force, if you will. And even though it's never been said what started the whole incident, which ended up being a riot on a Saturday afternoon into Saturday night, all the police force were down there. They ended up calling the National Guard over millions and millions of dollars of damages. So Virginia Beach was at a crossroads. Virginia Beach was like, hey, what can we do on Labor Day weekend to to change our culture of what people come down here 
to do because Virginia Beach is a beach, of course. There's definitely some tourist things to do. And there's just plenty of things. I mean, during that time, it was just, it's always fun to come to the beach. You know what I'm saying? So the people down at the city council came up with the plan um, replacing Greek Fest with the American Music Festival. So the American Music Festival will be a three-day festival where tons of national artists, but mostly rock. The hip-hop artists were replaced with rock artists and, and older acts to bring out the older crowd because they felt that the older crowd would spend more money. I went to an American Music Festival myself as we're watching um, Tommy Dreamer and Raven go through the crowd of the ECW arena. Bucket list, I do need to see me a match at the ECW arena, whether it's Ring of Honor, CZW, one of them janks. I got to go to the 2300 arena in Philly. But back to this story. So, went to the American Music Festival. I remember I went one year. Um, definitely out of the college age. I want to say I was maybe like 26. And the only reason I went is because it was a group that I've known when I was like 10 years old. Belle Bib DeVoe. Uh, in Vogue was there, and then Morris Day in the Time, the group that uh, Prince had in the Purple Rain movie. If you don't know what Purple Rain is, shame on you. Google it and, and experience the joy that over millions and millions of fans have had themselves. This match doesn't count. Shout out to the Philly fans, yo. Because <laughs> this match really doesn't count. But they fucking each other up. So, like I was saying, it's just, it's been so many years where there was just nothing for honestly black kids to do out of those front other than sit on the block, post up. What's happened when you sit on the block and post up? You try to find things to entertain you. Sometimes those things that are entertaining you aren't the best things to do, i.e. stupid shit. So back, uh, I say we didn't have anything for we'll say strongly 15 to 20 years now the greek fest would now be called college beach weekend but it wouldn't be on labor day weekend it would be the last weekend of april uh it started back up in 2012 and it was okay uh 2014 though wow uh (laughs) it was a lot of things that went down in 2014 stabbing shootings fights galore like it was bad. It was bad. Um, we had to do better as a as a culture. And it started getting better without the years, but it's still a few more incidents. Uh, by 2018, you started seeing on Facebook here locally, people uh, signing petitions not to have Beach Weekend at all. So pretty much canceling anything for people of color to come and kick it. So, with that said, a um, a Virginia Beach native who was only 16 years old at the time when the riots happened uh, by the name of Skateboard P, better known as Pharrell Williams, said, hold up, we can see, the people of Virginia Beach and, and surrounding cities can see what exactly is going on here. Y'all, it, it looks like you don't want us down there. And when I mean us, I mean people of color, I, keeping it real. They don't want us down there. You know what I'm saying? So let me, the reason y'all don't, oh man, hold on. 
Okay, Tommy Dreamer going for the pal or reverse the pal drive on the table that didn't break. Yo, they are really re- this is the thing about ECW too. Let me take a little pause from my story here. I was getting somewhere with it. I know I'm rambling, but this is just a lot of wrestling, man, and I am in here single, so I need to keep things going other than just uh you see what I'm saying? I could have had like twelve little twelve words came in between that pause of silence. But Tommy Dreamer just went through a table. So Pharrell was like, man, hold up. And any there would always been this this bat this this line between the middle between us Virginia Beach natives. I've seen people on my timeline saying, uh like just dreading the fact that it's gonna be so many black people down at the ocean front and establishments clubs were closing early because they didn't want that crowd inside of their building because they didn't they didn't give us the respect that we couldn't go into a place and have a good time pharrell also noticed this timbaland shout out to timbaland also noticed this pusha t noticed this missy noticed this i mean teddy riley the list goes on and on and we he came up he decided to come up with the plan for a little festival, a three-day festival he would deem called uh, Something in the Water. That came up with zero problems. Uh, we had some of the biggest acts in the world. Uh, even though the first night was canceled due to uh, extreme weather, we still had two days of, of some of the best quality entertainment around i mean even ebro and hot 97 say i will go to 10 something in the water festivals before i go to one coachella and that says a lot because coachella has been the thing i mean we just saw the beyonce homecoming on netflix where she documented her performance at coachella and how big it was as how big of a moment um virginia beach is already prepping for for something in the water 2020 I'm going to be in the building this time. I can't I can't miss out. And I should have went this year cuz I know I knew Jay-Z was going to perform there. How Pharrell skateboard P Mr. Yesur, you know what I'm saying? How would he not have Jay-Z, the 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 king of rap, you know what I'm saying, at his first event knowing the things that he's he's helped or not will I would not wouldn't say help, but came together with Jay-Z. Some some prime moments in Jay-Z career wouldn't be what they were without the city of Virginia Beach. All right, they're bust open like a stuffed pig right now. Climbing up to another part of the arena. This and I and I will say this, I'm I'm really digging the fact that they are doing this cuz they're pretty much giving their, their their fans to be up close with and personal with Raven. Damn, that's a fall drop, fam. Dang. But they're giving the fans like their their last chance to be up close with uh with Raven. I think that's real cool. Got some Eric Lindstrom jerseys in there. Shout out to the disposable cameras. Do they still make disposable cameras? I'm gonna go check it out. I, I have no idea if they still make disposable cameras. But all right, back to the match. Raven throws Tommy over the guardrail. We getting back in. Yeah, but we had uh, something the water had. Travis Scott, Timbaland, Miss Timbaland and Magoo. Magoo got back on stage, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, uh, 
Tra- I said Travis Scott. I did say Travis Scott. ASAP Ferg, uh, Lil Duval, Teddy Riley, Buster Rhymes, the best performer of all time, Diddy. Y'all can at me at that. I I got plenty of time to talk about Diddy performances compared to anybody else. Straight up. My top three performance performers of all time. Diddy is number one. Um, then I got to give it to Red and Meth for number two. And then Wayne is number three for me because Wayne put on a fucking show. Wiz is up there too. I've been to a Wiz show. Wiz was, I, I got down with Wiz. I got down with Ray Schremer. But people I would con- constantly go see, Diddy, Wayne, Red, Meth. That's it. I would go to every show that they come to Virginia Beach or at least make a strong attempt to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Raven with a jank, straight to the jump. Straight to the jump. Yo, Tommy used to get tore up in, in early ECW days, too, man. Like, shout out to Tommy Dreamer for still being able to get out of bed, for real. <laughs> like, all right, here we come with the chair. Now, this isn't, this is one of those hard plastic jammies, because I know they don't make, uh, they never made those other type of chair, the aluminum chairs or whatever type of metal that is. Looks like Raven set him up for some type of superplex onto the chair. Tommy Dreamer went, oh, headbutt. Uh, hit him in the junk. Okay. Uh, and mm, propelled him onto the chair. One, two, kick out at two. Trying to think, um, What's some other things? Some other, other things that that's going on in the world of VDOT. It is that time of the year for your boy, you know. Your auntie's favorite DJ is about to uh to get back out there in these uh these graduation parties, these uh Memorial Day festivities. I think I got something coming up Fourth of July, a couple of graduation parties in June. Missed out. Uh, I missed out this year. I was. I mean, I was chilling for real. I wasn't, wasn't trying to get down for these uh, for the college graduation. Cause I was. I think I did like the last time I was really into it. I hit maybe, I hit two in a day one time, and I was like, man, this is fun, but this is a lot. Just carrying all my equipment. That's one of the reasons why I made my stuff smaller. Still rock, you know what I'm saying? But I had to I had to put the turntables away for a minute, man. To a uh, little assist from Ravens, Ravens Lackey here. This is uh, Stevie Richards to Jace. Tommy's looked around for the crowd. Bring Buell in the building. Buell's going to hit him with the DDTV. Photo ops. Mm. Oh, she hit, she hit, he hit Buell with the cunt punch. Paul, oh, man. Kick out it too. Dang, Bueller. Bueller didn't ask for that. Bueller didn't want no parts of that, man. <laughs> Raven pleading, baby come back. Uh, another nut job for his trouble, too. Raven would be going back to WCW. He was in WCW prior. So uh, coming to ECW and developing the Raven character, he was a uh, Scotty Flamingo. Up oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. The good old fashioned cat fight. 
Cat fight. Cat fight. I would try to get the Joey Styles, like, but that ain't me, Chief. <laughs> that ain't me. All right. Yeah, ECW was like that, man. It used to be like that. It was very, uh, very aggressive, very in your face. You know what I mean? So, oh, Beulah hit him in the jump. DDT on the side. One, two, kick out at two by Raven. I remember watching this match with the sound on. I was I was into it, man. This is a good match. It is a dope match. It's just up uh, second ref bump of the night. Or of this match, I would say. Tommy's counting, no one there to count. Out comes Louis Spicoli, rest in peace. Think Louis Louis was uh he he was battling with them uh, demons. Uh that was a picture perfect DDT. That almost looked like Aaron Anderson's right there. Spicoli tried to wake up the ref. One, two, Dreamer out at two. Okay. Crowds on their feet. I mean, you see the crowds on their feet probably because it's standing room only. And and they're enjoying what they're seeing. They were loud. I will say they were loud, but physical emotion, especially the front crowd, because they know, like, they know Raven's not going to be here. Okay, okay. Homeboy with the, uh, the black vest and the glasses looks like, all right, they're about to go home. Raven setting up for one more even flow. Dreamer gets him up in the Death Valley driver position. On the sign. Tell him to get up. It's telling him to get up. He's going to go for one more. Give us the one more ECF and W. I think he said it like he had four or five of those in this match. <laughs> like, just work, my G. Just work. Do something. Yeah, why Louie roll over the ref? <laughs> Pretty DDT. One, two, three. Tommy Dreamer did it. Finally, after two years of not being able to beat Raven, he finally got that dub. Finally got that W. Sicoli looking out of it. I'm still trying to figure out why did he have to roll over the ref. <laughs> we'll miss you, Raven. All right. Pitch black. What's happening here? What's happening here? Sorry, I had to do this. Oh, Rob Van Dam in the building. Boom. Van Daminator. Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. RVD 420 means I just smoked your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tommy drop. Tommy Dreamer coming back. Lights, lights flickering off again. Lights are out. Who's next? Who's next? I say. Everybody got the lighters in the air trying to see who's going to run it up. It's the homicidal, genocidal, suicidal, death-defying Sabu. 
Raven's back up, standing up. And he's just like, man, get out of my way, dog. I got checks to go cash. WCW's over there cashing checks, and I'm out the building. Y'all take it easy now. Now, Spicoli's on the side of RVD and, and Sabu. I guess this is setting up a feud between Spicoli and Dreamer, maybe. Double DDT by your boy. Now, the lights are really out. It's taking a long time for this uh this third person to appear. The third man. Who could it be? None other than WWF commentator Jerry the King Lawler. Now the reason Jerry the King Lawler showed up was due to a match uh in a promo that Tommy Dreamer cut on USWA television. Um that's one of the promotions that your boy uh Lawler was holding down. It was more kind of uh, actually developmental for WWF. It would be what kind of what NXT is to the WWE nowadays. But um, that's where everybody that signed their contracts, they went to USWA first. And I believe, even though Heyman will deny it for the rest of his life, that uh, he, it, he had to be setting up for ECW to also be a developmental territory for the WWF, but due to his uh his, his business cock, cockiness, you know what I'm saying, and his willingness to succeed, he was like, nah, you're not going to sugarcoat my stuff. But um, Dreamer was uh, scheduled to face Jerry Lawler uh, the following week on USWA TV, which would also lead... And up to uh, WWE TV because I want to say they appeared on Monday Night Raw the following week to address Jerry Lawler coming to ECW and and causing all the trouble. Now I remember this differently. There was a a um a situation that happened during this that they probably won't show, but uh, Jerry the King Lawler came Tommy Dreamer in his jump in them CMBs. Yeah, he caught him hard. Caught him pause. Yeah. But he, he came to him in his shit. <laughs> and they didn't show that because that's, that was too brutal. That was, you had to give me that on like, you had to warn me five minutes ahead because I still, to this day, I remember the first time I saw it, I saw, I felt my nuts jumping up into my fucking throat. You know what I'm saying? But, um, they, it was also rumored by, um, I believe one of the one of those sites probably was a wrestling observer because they were the the only ones back in those days really. But they said it was supposed to be a match with uh Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lawler teaming together to go against Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. But um we know that match never happened. Oh, shout out to the gangsters. Mustafa, you know, and um what's his name? New Jack, yeah. They used to come out to the Natural Born Killers, uh, the Snoop Dogg, not the Snoop Dogg, the Ice Cube, Dr. Dre Juck. Classic album. Had Axel Rot- Rotten try to come and assist. Uh, this is pretty much making the rest of the locker room look like trash, man. Like, you mean to tell me that the, the gangsters can't do anything? Okay, Tommy Dreamer trying to get some get back. Ugh. Brutal. They said Tommy Dreamer got like 20 stitches after this night because RVD went, yo, RVD was hitting people the wrong way with them janks, man. 
Yo, he was really hitting people with them J's. But like, he was really upset with the locker room and had a point, a point to prove. You know what I'm saying? Bill Alfonso. In the uh, rise and fall of uh, ECW DVD came out, um, I want to say like 2003, 2004. Here comes the Sandman drinking a beer. Bow, bow, bow. Going to work, going to work, mm, kicking his junk. But um, said uh, Bill Alfonso was actually um, with Ty Gordon, the uh, the creator of Eastern Championship Wrestling, which uh, he gave the realms to uh, Paul Heyman to start ECW. But it was a uh, Ty Gordon and Bill Alfonso were were talking to uh, Terry Taylor, who was working in the WCW office at the time. Um, pretty much he was like, they were like the liaisons. So East, so WCW could pretty much raid and pick whoever they wanted to bring them a part of their, uh, their locker room. Oh man, this move was so, so classic back then. I don't know if you've seen it now. Um, WrestleMania weekend, the Lucha Brothers wrestled Rob Van Dam and Sabu in a match, uh, for TNA's little WrestleMania show in... Boy, it was I, I hate to say it, but it was trash. And while I'm talking, um, now nah, you know what I'll say that for later, because we do have a match with Taz uh, and Sabu coming. So they they pretty much got it got rid of everybody. Out come here comes Taz, the man from uh from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? The Red Hook Brooklyn, I believe. Taz was a mean dude, man. He actually broke his neck, came back from neck surgery, and uh, Bill Alfonso was his manager because he had got kicked out from being a a horrible referee, pretty much, uh, in ECW. So he decided to be Taz's manager. Taz went on a year-run win streak. Um, that actually, I want to say maybe his first loss is here. Um, he he kind of lost the match at Sabu, but uh, they go to commercial break. Taz is in the ring now. First point at Shane Douglas, who didn't come out and help the rest of the ECW guys when a WWF guy shows up. Look at here, Shane. You're a pussy. <laughs> and I could choke you out any day of the week. Yeah, Francine. Francine, he's talking to me. Yeah, he's t- yeah he's talking to you, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't want to give up this belt. He'll he'll kill you if he did. Oh, uh, he probably called Francine some skank. Chris Candido, rest in peace. Yo, he was definitely an underrated wrestler. Definitely an underrated wrestler. Body Donnas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he was part of uh the the group, the faction or whatever was uh Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow. And Chris Candido. All right, Alfonso's back in the ring talking. Pretty much saying you can't beat Sabu twice. Taz like, get over here. I'm going to choke you out instead. I'll set him up for the Taz, the T-bone Taz plex. Out comes Sabu, who's just ready to fight. All right, now that we got this up here, here we go. I got to unload my clip. I got to unload my clip, for real. Sabu is one 
if not the most overrated wrestler I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Don't get me wrong. Sabu is an innovator. He is definitely very innovative and and he is a pioneer when it comes to the style of, of, I would call it parkour wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, these moves were horrible. Like, like let's just let's just watch this as a family. Here we go. All right, little springboard leg drop. One, two. That was decent. That was okay. All right, we go to the stumps. Now the the build up for their first match at Barely Legal '97. Boy, that was. I mean, it was great. Great TV. Salute to uh, Paul Heyman for even coming up with the design, but. Boo the Philly fans for making him Sabu be one of the top guys. For real. Like, Chris Candido could do things Sabu would never dream of doing, man. Here we go. All right. Taz Ketchel, Alabama slam. Bow. Taz is just... And I know you're watching this on TV. You can't can't really see it, but Taz is a huge-ass dude, fam. Like, he might be short, but that dude's a huge-ass dude. Kind of got the build like Tucker from Heavy Machinery. You know what I'm saying? All right, Taz working over the lower back. Uh, a little bit of cross faces to Sabu's face. Ah, get him. Sabu's eating it. Okay. Trying to shake off the pain. Trying to shake the cobwebs out. Sabu, that is. Taz with another shot to the back. All right, looks like he's going for some type of surfboard. Little Sabu tap out here. This is a this is a different. I I thought he might have been going for a different one, but um, I like that. I like it. I like it. Shout out to Taz on that. Still working the rib area. I'm glad this is on mute because I really don't feel like hearing the whistle blowing. This ain't a pep rally, Bill. Poke straight to the eye. Taz like, I don't got time for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, we get an Irish whip here. Sabu with the reversal. Drop kick to the ankle. <laughs> Sorry for the dead air there. I was just trying to trying to process the drop kick to the ankle. Alright, and it looks like we're about to get Sabu to try something here. Taz is really selling the ankle drop kick. Baseball slide. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Well, oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to compare that. Who? 
No, there's nobody in the game that, that does a, a backflip quite like that anymore. I can do it. I think my backflip is similar to that still on the trampoline. The last time I did a backflip was, was on a trampoline. But I overshot it myself, and I ended up hitting one of the springs of the trampoline. Gashed my leg all open. I ain't having insurance, so I, I just patched that shit up and went straight to work like nothing was wrong. Taz kicks out it too. Alright, Taz kicks out at two again. You can see Sabu thinking, what can I do next? Like, that makes sense and that I could actually pull off. Alright, he's going for his triple jump moonsault. No, he's not. Mm. Sabu slips, doing his own move. Which sets Taz to deadlift him. Into a Taz place. <sighs> Both men are down. Ref is counting. Two. What is Bill Alfonso doing? Is he is he lathering himself down with cologne to get ready for the after party? <laughs> the fuck is going? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? All right, Taz is going for the choke out. Oh no, he's okay, he was going for the T-bone. <coughs> Sabu with the reverse. Taz with the reverse. Northern lights. Mm. Per picture perfect suplex. Taz out at two. I remember when Taz came because Taz used to be like the Taz Maniac. Uh really didn't know the gimmick, but um I guess it was more like a, oh my God, oh, oh my God, oh my God. So Taz is like, you missed it, I guess I got to back bump myself. <laughs> oh my God, oh, oh my God. All right, good guillotine leg drop. Obviously hurt, obviously hurt. Taz out at two. Y'all let me know though. Hit hit me up on the um on the on the anchor or on the, on social media because I'm trying to figure out which uh if there are any more like excellent give me the best Sabu matches you've ever seen. Now I will say the one at ECW One Night Stand 2006, the one between him and Rey Mysterio, it was dope. That was dope. I can I can say that. But but give me give me some more because I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the man, you know what I'm saying? But I have to put him on my Ahmed Johnson list, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't want to put him on that list. But to me, he just, he won't it, Chief. Like, his moves are sloppy. And granted, nobody would, will, will pro you'll probably never have another Sabu again. But uh, his, his moves were sloppy, you know what I'm saying? Here we go here. He almost fell off the top rope. He almost fell off the top rope. Shout out to Taz, man, for for even being for even agreeing to sign on for this shit. 
<laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> like, yo. All right, sorry, Taz mission. Taz mission. Sabu rolls up. One, two, three. Get the, get me the hell out of here. Thank you. Taz is not letting go because he, he has to show that, one, you're stupid. To somebody help me. Somebody help me. Taz is flipped. Taz is flipped. Yeah, I'd have been mad too, Taz. If he made me put on this shitty match in front of our, our East, if our faithful fans, you know what I'm saying? I'd have choked them out for real too. To the uh, oh, referee catches it too. All right, night, 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 night. There's your bedtime story. See you in the morning. Here's another referee. Hmm. Oh, he's going to sleep too. Rob Van Dam's rushing to uh, Sabu's aid because obviously he's really knocked out. Taz is the OG, dog. Taz is the OG. <laughs> Go ahead and get Fonzie one for for his troubles. Night, night. All right, well, we got a moment here with uh, Joey Styles and Rick Rue. Shout-outs to uh, Steph Curry for last night having a wide-open dunk and hitting the Sprite commercial. All right, so now we have Taz going against Shane Douglas, the franchise for the ECW Television Championship. Uh, This was actually supposed to be a match between Stevie Richards and Shane Douglas, but due to Stevie Richards' recent injury to his neck earlier the year, um, he came out on the, I want to say, the May episode of ECW television and pretty much retired. Uh, His retirement lasted for about a month because he ended up signing with WCW also with Raven. It was a different time back in the day, man. Like, people would work damn near complete, like, tape their self up with glue and, and electrical tape and go to work, man. For real, it was a different time back then. A lot of tough guys, a lot of addicts, hence why a lot of the guys that are, um, that I watch on these, uh, these old school watch-alongs aren't here with us anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad the, the business has changed for the better in that perspective. Um, but I'm also glad that my podcast is now a watch along podcast because this week was the first time in a long time that your boy actually fell asleep on the middle of Monday Night Raw. Like it was just it was just it was it wasn't good, man, from the from the off cue of the sound guys with the Usos entrance to the revival gig that that was trash. To the Bobby uh, Bobby Lashman talk or Lashley's talking segment, like what you could probably count the best moments of uh, Raw only on maybe one hand, and that's normally not the case for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm known in the in the friends of the wrestling circle of the as the WWE apologist, but I can't apologize for that, man. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. 
All right. The stipulation of this match was Taz had three minutes to choke out Shane Douglas to uh to win the ECW cha- uh, television championship here. And Francine's trying everything she can. Shane's trying everything he can. But... But... He has... Oh, oh, one last breath. One last breath. Dean Douglas, you know what I'm saying? Would later go on to WCW to start his own group, Revolution, with Chris Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. Shane's trying to flip out of it. No go. And there you have it. Taz is the new ECW World Television Championship. Give me that belt, Francine. Take it out. Give it back. Taz is your ECW champion. And that looks like we're about to end this episode of ECW TV. Episode 216, June 10th, 1997. We'll go ahead and uh, ride out on this and then we'll um, wrap this episode up. This is an ordinary man. Honey, I'm home. I made dinner. This is a hungry man. Baby, I'm home. How was work today? A few body slams, the usual. I'm starving. What's for dinner? I made your favorite. Hungry man. A whole pound of food men love. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn and pudding. Mind if I join you? Hungry man from Swanson. It's good to be full. Get your own sucker! As always, follow uh, me on Twitter and Instagram at v.underscore underscore DJ. Snapchat is djv.757. Like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Podcast.co, Overcast, and wherever, wherever else you can find podcasts. Um... Thanks for listening to uh, this week at ECW TV, episode 216. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let me know what you thought about it. We'll catch up uh, next week, as always. Y'all take it easy. And, um, shoot, stay away from the man. (laughs) All right.